Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. The Angels ready to celebrate. Show all these fans. Here comes a one-two pitch. Red Sox win the World Series. Five to one, the final tonight. You're listening to the Pesky Report, a podcast dedicated to the Boston Red Sox by Red Sox fans. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. This is episode number 18. My name is Brad Chandler. With me today, I have co-host Ryan Palmer. How are we doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, Taking taking three out of four ain't bad. Um, That loss was a little ugly at the end. Absolutely. And also with us tonight, we have special guest Andrew Dwan. How are we doing tonight? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much the the best we can do right now with that the way that that game ended. That bobble, how about that bobble? That was I, I kind of was hoping that like Debbers would just jump over there and grab that. That was a weird way to really set up a crappy ending. <laughs> yeah, that, as soon as that happened, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go take a shower now. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this. All right, so let's start off. Typically, we start out talking about some uh, MLB news, uh, things that are newsworthy. Uh, so let's start off by talking about the Mets for a little bit. We all saw or at least heard about the Lindor and Conforto situation in the tunnel. Now, tell me why you think that the rat raccoon story was bullshit. Let's, let's go with you, Andrew. I, it was just too absurd of all things to make up. I... I give them credit for coming up with something that creative that quickly. Right. I wouldn't have. I would have. Been, I, I don't even know what I would have said. They would have just knew I was just BSing just based off how ridiculous of a thing I could make up. But that was really creative. You, they made it sound like, like a Disney movie down in the in the runway there. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, you know, it's like this is the most absurd thing ever. Then I got thinking, I'm like. But this is kind of clever. I mean, this will, yeah, I, I can get into this. And, yeah, it was just the head shaker, but it made me laugh. Now, who's who's the acting GM for the Mets? Oh. Zach the guy something? that was with the Red Sox last Zach year. Zach something. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. But he, he came out and he was just like, yeah, we got to stop at the bullshit. 
<laughs> like, guys, get get it together. So what do you guys actually think happened? Do you think they got into a fight? Do you think it was Conforto said something about, oh, the guy's, the guy's not worth the however much he's getting? Well, there was a play between um, Lindor and the third baseman where they both, like, looked at it. And then Lindor didn't go for it. The third baseman got it. And by that point, the runner was clearly going to be safe at first. So I think that's what kind of set some things off. Because we've seen that in the past where, you know, miscommunication can lead to some altercations, especially when you have a team that's not exactly living up to their potential. And you have a guy that's clearly pressing as he joins a new city on one of the largest contracts you've ever seen. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's um... – and like you said, you know the way they're playing, um, so the, the pressure's on, and and when when that just builds up, it, it, it's eventually going to blow. And I just I think it gets to that point. Let's keep on with the Mets. Uh, Jacob Degrom e. has e. been placed on the ten day injury list or injured list after the, his MRI came back clean, which makes no sense. Uh, he was taken out in the sixth inning of his last start with what seemed to be a similar injury that he had earlier this season. Um, that's on skip a start. Uh, this kind of sucks watching a talent like DeGrom. I don't care if you hate the Mets or, you know, whatever. DeGrom is the best pitcher right now. And seeing something like this happen just sucks. Yeah, I think it was yeah. – it, it, you you see that a lot though, you know, results come back negative, MRI, X-ray, or whatever, and they're just cautious. And I just, I think the Mets are at a point right now where they're like, all right, we're not going to take any chances with this guy. Let's let's give him a little bit of rest. And uh, I'm, it, it it probably sucks for him. He probably does not want to sit, but I mean, I, I I get it being cautious when he's that good and you know his age and everything. So yeah, I, I understand it. Yeah, if this was October. I think we'd see him pitching right. his next time out, but he's. He's everything to them, literally everything. He's their offense. He's their pitching. Um, you you yeah, can't lose game hitting streak. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you just can't. You can't risk losing this guy for a month. No, uh, ten days. He should be back. I believe they said May twenty first, which is against the Marlins. Um, so there's that. I'm really tired of seeing this guy, and I uh, seen this guy's name, and I really want to see him just like retire. But uh, Pablo Sandoval ends up working out for the Braves. He keeps getting pinch hits uh, for them and even a couple pinch hit walk-offs. Why does he just decide to show up for other teams and he didn't decide to show up for the Red Sox? When when he busted through his belt, which was <laughs> the absolute worst thing that I felt bad for the guy because he was atrocious in spring training. And then they're talking about his weight and then that happens. I mean – at the time, if David Ortiz bust through his belt, it's funny. Nobody really says anything. But it had to be Sandoval that did. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I thought he was done. After that year with the Red Sox, I'm like, this guy is completely done. He's not. You're not going to see him in baseball anymore. Lo and behold, look at him. He's going to hit more pitched hit home runs this year than he had in his entire Red Sox tenure right. in three years. So that's really frustrating to see. I, I agree. I wish he'd go away. But now once every three pinch hit at-bats, he's going deep. Uh, I'm, I'm on the, uh, I'm done with Sandoval train. Uh, so earlier today, the pirates ended up, uh, designating for, uh, designating, uh, Todd Frazier for assignment. Um, after going three for 35 at the start of the season, uh, Trevor Bauer is Hmm. pissed off. (laughs) 
about the Dodgers losing 15 of their last 20 games, and they are now one game over 500. Wah! Yeah, what do you say? It's like, I came here to win. That's what we do, and we're not uh, – whatever. Sorry, Trevor. Guess what? It's a World Series hangover that you weren't part of. Get over it. Keep pitching and try to get them out of it, but I hope they don't. I'm, I feel the same. I hope they don't either. But, I mean, it's the Dodgers. You see that with, with teams. I think there was a couple of times back in the Yankees uh, when they were dominant, there was a stretch at the beginning where they were barely over 500 and everybody was losing their crap over it. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the Dodgers still there at the end. I, I think they, they figured out as long as they stay healthy, but it, it is kind of funny. So I'm I'm hoping that they just stay at like 500 for the rest of the season. I would be okay that. with that. Be great. I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for that. So uh, I got two more things, and they're both ex-Red Sox related. Uh, Bobby Valentine is running for mayor of Stanford, Connecticut. <laughs> so <sighs> I, I, I'm just going to say it like this. There's um, Bobby V's. Uh, so I live in Connecticut. There's a Bobby V's up uh, next to Bradley International, uh, which is Windsor Locks, or they call it Hartford, right? Great restaurant. Valentine's always there. And he's like signing autographs and everything, taking pictures with people and whatnot. I don't know if I can really see him as the mayor of Stanford, Connecticut. This, that is the state of American politics nowadays. We have Bobby Valentine about to be a governing voice in a, in a major city. Oh, I, that's another guy like Sandoval I just never wanted to see again. And thank God I don't live there. <laughs> I, don't live, I don't live at Stanford. I live probably like an hour and 40 minutes away from Stanford. Still too close. Yeah, it really is. But if for people, I mean, I don't think this, for who he is, I don't think there's going to be anybody that doesn't know him. But if there are people that don't know him, I could see him talking a great game and, and selling his all of his points and getting people on board with him. Yeah, whatever. You know, I don't live in Stanford, so. His opponent's going to get Kevin Euclid to do, like, attack ads against them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great commercial. So uh, another one, uh, Wade Miley threw a no-hitter. Like, who had – I made a post. So I was like, if you had Wade Miley thrown a no-hitter, you're you're lying. Wait, say that name again. Who was it? <laughs> Wade, Wade Miley. Miley, exactly. The Wade Miley threw a no-hitter. Unbelievable. Now, has Pedro ever thrown a no-hitter? I don't think no, he did. No, he went so, isn't 10 that innings crazy? at one point, but that was – it got broken up. Isn't that crazy? Wade Miley has a no-hitter. Pedro Martinez does not. And that was against Cleveland, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the second time yep. Cleveland's been right. no hit. So now they get relegated to like some weird independent league. I believe those are the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so someone on Twitter was uh, chirping about it and they were just like, Hey, Wade Miley's got a no, no going on. And I'm like, Oh God, Wade Miley of all people. Like if you had him, no, nobody had him as throwing a no, no. So, but if you look at his stat line, I mean, it's I just don't care those, about his stat line. It's, it's, Wade it's Miley. one of those no hitters that just, he just pitched a contact. He didn't do anything spectacular. No, they, he, he really he, didn't. He it was defense. Fight. It was the defense. All right, let's start start talking about the series. Uh, the Red Sox faced the Orioles four games, starting on 
Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, let's get my dates right. Five seven. Uh, the Red Sox ended up beating the Orioles in the first game, six two. Uh, but before the game ended up starting, we all got the notification that Kike uh, Kike ended up going on the ten day. And this ends up bringing up Michael Chavis, who was called up uh, from the taxi squad. And all the ice horse uh, stands were like waiting for him to uh, just come in. Of course, the uh, the first game of the series was delayed. And we got to see Bobby Dalbeck uh, hit a, was it a three run? Was it a three run bomb or was it two? Two or three. He drove in three on the day. I think it was a two run. No. Yeah. I knew we had a double later on. I'm not too sure. No, it was a three run homer. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't 100% sure on that one. Cordero and Renfro are on base. Okay. Nice. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, that's the, right. The, the, the guys that are at the bottom of the York, yeah. uh, bottom of the, and, and can't produce anything or haven't produced anything? Those guys, yeah. Yeah, those guys. Uh, what else? Now, so. Is it me or is Matt Harvey actually looking better than expected this year? Yeah, but he to go like four runnings or so, you know, four hits. I think he gave it four runs, but none of them were earned. And uh, yeah, I looking better than I would have thought he would have. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and just in terms of where he is in his career at this point, I mean, he's probably ten times better than what the Orioles. Uh, Kind of thought they were going to get out of him after what we saw. Where was it, Kansas City last year, where it was just an absolute nightmare? Yeah, now imagine if they had King Felix and he was producing the same way. Yeah, what a weird hodgepodge of guys that they brought in. Well, he's no longer, I think he uh, uh, decided to opt out of the season. Yeah, I think you're right. So uh, I think he's a free agent. And uh, I actually had somebody earlier today uh, tweet me. Uh, about possibly <laughs> um, calling Rick Porcello. And I'm going to go with a big N-O on that one. Um, for he was, for he was who? Like, oh, well, that's what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what, what are we, he, he was saying, or they were saying uh, 5 million um, because Tanner Houck and Connor Siebold are, you know, out right now. I'm like, nah, I'm going to have to go to no. So um, everybody, that's the first time I've been. That's the first time I've been chirped at about a uh, pretty Ricky uh, reunion. So um, I guess I didn't realize he wasn't with anybody right now. I didn't uh, pay attention to him. Yeah, I think five million. Five million be really generous for a guy that doesn't have a job. Why don't, why don't we start at like five hundred thousand? See if he turns that down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm fine with giving like a minimum. Screw it, <laughs> you know. Uh, so the bottom three of the lineup uh, during this game actually produced some. Renfro got a knock. Franchi got on base by taking a walk, and Dobick producing with a three run bomb. He also had that double. Uh, Era didn't look all that great. He. The offense was able to produce for him. Um, one of the good plays in, in, in this first game was the Renfro uh, double play, where he doubled up Mullins. Like, how do you like? Why are you not paying attention? Isn't that like rule number one in baseball? Yeah. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. That was a big one. I, I mean, it was a line drive with, I mean, it was hit pretty hard. And you should have been paying attention. And Remy was saying it. Uh, he was saying it right afterwards. He was like, you go halfway. You don't go all the way. It's crazy. Uh, what else ended up happening? Uh, Erod ended up going five innings. And he gave up seven hits, one run, one earned run, three walks, two strikeouts. ZRA is now at 382. Saul Moore comes in and he gives up a blast to Mountcastle. Is it me or does it seem like Summer Moore has given up a little too many home runs? It just seems like every time he comes in, it's he gives up a bomb. And I'm not talking about a cheap home run. He gives up a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely still trying to get his feet under him. I he, he doesn't look quite comfortable just yet, and I think Cora realizes that, and that's why we, we haven't really seen him too much. But he, he settled in solidly after that. But, yeah, he's got to clean that up. Yeah, I like at the beginning of the year, I really liked Saw Moore coming in and I was I, I felt confident about him and whatnot. And then now it's like, oh, don't put him in in tight games, you know. And another one that I feel that way towards is uh, Ottavino, Taylor, and Brace. Um, Ottavino, I mean, his slider is nasty, so that's breaking like that's breaking uh, from the bat, a right handed batter, and that right hand bat, uh, that batter's box all the way over to the left hand, uh, left hand batter's box. So, but uh, Taylor and Bryce, man, if uh, they DFA'd Bryce, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. I want that roster spot. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, so uh, what else? Uh, Whitlock comes in. Uh, Sawmore comes in, gives up the blast to Mount Castle. Um, now do do we think that maybe there's a possibility that he's like tipping his pitches somehow? I don't know. I, I feel like they would have brought it up. I mean, Cora seems like he catches on to that very quickly, as we will probably get into uh, a little bit later when yeah. it comes to Pavetta. So I don't know. They can definitely review, uh, work with him. And I can't imagine it's super easy when you have to go through the translator, but Dave Bush can uh, 
do a couple side sessions with them, try to get that straightened out. And it's not it, – and if you're listening to the Nesson broadcast too, if Eck's there, Eck is all over that mm. stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're definitely right. Uh, so Whitlock comes in. He ends up cleaning it up. Uh, not pretty, but he does it. And then Valdez finishes the game off. So what are we, what are we thinking about this game? And we ended up winning the game 6-2. Uh, we won it by four runs. I mean, it was good to get a win and to see Erod just get through five innings, even though he clearly didn't have his best stuff. So it was definitely nice to see there that he only let up that one run. Yeah, the concerning thing, though, is it seems like Whitlock's kind of come back down to earth a little bit as of late. But, I mean, it was also a production, a little bit of production from the bottom of the lineup is good to see. I agree. I was very, I was very happy with the fact that uh, the three, three guys that have been getting the most crap from uh, Twitter – the Twitterverse or social media in general uh, actually ended up producing. Um, they shut the haters up for the night. Uh, it was pretty quiet and I was thrilled uh, going on to the next game. Uh, the, uh, it's a, uh, this game was different because the, you know, Kike wasn't around and they needed a leadoff hitter and they put Michael Chavis as the leadoff hitter. I was confused. Uh, I didn't understand this. I still don't understand why uh, they're not putting Verdugo as the. Leader. I agree. I mean, I didn't. I didn't like Kike in the uh, in the leadoff spot at all. I mean, I didn't want him to get hurt to see him come out of the lineup that way. But it, yeah, it's either either Verdugo or even when he's healthy, Arroyo. Yeah, I. I be going into the year, I wanted to see Verdugo batting leadoff. I wanted to see um, Devers hitting second, but Cora came out and flat out said he he doesn't want to break up that middle of the lineup right now. That he's that's you know kind of carrying the team, but it, it worked for this one game. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Arroyo should be leadoff, uh, and we uh, one of our other hosts, our co-host Bailey, she keeps saying that. Kike needs to be at the bottom of the order to break up the monotony of strikeout guys. You know, you got Renfro, Franchi, Dahlbeck. You know, you put – Renfro's actually getting on a roll now. He's actually putting the bat on the ball. He's hitting it far. He's hitting it – you know, he's getting good contact and whatnot. So maybe put put Kike down at 7-8, you know, something like that. I wouldn't be opposed to it. No, me either. Uh, so – Chavis ends up coming in. He strikes out in his first first at bat, and then he ends up hitting a two-run bomb uh, to left field. Uh, Bogarts ended up with a magnificent game defensively. Mm. Uh, he was just showing that glove. He's like, nobody want to talk about my defense and how I play and why not. Everybody want to talk about Lindor, want to talk about Tatis. He, he was like, here, here's something you can talk about. Uh, so he also had it. A, he ended up having a bomb uh, that as soon as it hit the pat, you knew it was gone. Those those are the good ones too. Even like a blind person, sometimes the crack of the bat's just different when it's a bomb, even on TV. And it's just that I I like those. Those are good to to watch. We'll talk about bombs that with the crack, (laughs) the sound of the crack of the bat um, at the next, at the next game. Um, So, Richards has been pitching pretty good lately. Uh, p- past three games, he's you know he he went seven innings uh, versus the Mets. He went five innings versus the Rangers. He's gone seven innings versus the Orioles. 
I mean, is he coming around? I think so. When he's changed up that delivery, he's been great. And you know what they needed out of him this game was seven innings. And that it, it spared the bullpen mm-hmm. to be able to set it up for Bryce and Taylor to come in and finish it off. That was absolutely what they needed. Give me seven innings with four runs over six innings with two in that situation any day because that is exactly what they uh, need to happen. Yeah, I mean, he's not uh... – Richards isn't doing anything flashy. Um, just getting the job done and and giving the team a chance to win when he comes out. That's what he's done the last three or four starts now. And it seems like he's he's pitching to contact because he's not getting too many strikeouts. No, his velocity's up too. He's pumping 95, 96, which is high for him, which I, I like seeing. So he goes seven innings, four runs, four earned, one walk. Which that's that's the one thing that I'm pretty impressed about. After after that Blue Jays game where he walked six batters and, and then hits hit one, and then now he's coming out and he's walking one. You know, I mean that's probably my favorite stat of all of this. I'd like to see zero, but I'll take one instead of you know six or six or seven. But I don't he, care what 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 level you're at when when you're pitching ahead in the, in the count. And you're not consistently falling behind. Pitching is so much easier. You're not fighting back. I mean, his pitch count has been relatively low for him the last couple of times. That's why he's he's just he's getting ahead in the count and he's he's just working the count and it shows. So he he comes out. Bryce comes in, and this is where it starts to hit the fans. Uh, Bryce comes in. I don't, it's it said he pitched what a, an inning and a third. Yeah, I think we went one two thirds. Yeah, yeah. One. So whatever it was, he comes in and he starts hitting batters, walking batters. He can't find the strike zone, and finally, like there's two outs, and finally in the the ninth inning, I'm just like, I didn't think I'd ever say something like this, but please just bring Taylor in. <laughs> I think yeah, you know everybody was thinking that. that. <laughs> God, imagine Josh Taylor having to save your ass. Right. <laughs> That's humiliating. I mean, I want to say you almost feel bad for Bryce right now because how bad he's doing. But once they start getting some guys healthy in the minors, that, that roster spot is just going to get taken away from him and he's going to hit the unemployment line. Now, with the fact that we just picked up Workman, do you think that he could be he could be the one to take that spot? Uh, that'd be ideal. I don't. I haven't seen anything. I don't. Has he reported to Worcester yet? I think he had to do his protocols. Oh, that's yeah, right. From what right. I understand, I know yeah. that uh, Santana also had to do his protocols, and he's not going to be able to uh, play until tomorrow. Yeah, for the opener. Yeah, got it. So. So upset I'm not going to be at that game, but I'll be I'll be watching the Red Sox, uh, double league team. So I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Uh, what are our thoughts on Bryce and Taylor? Yeah, Drew said it best. I mean, when when, when Bryce comes in and he's all over the place and everything he did, when you're at the point where you're you're hoping for Josh Taylor to come into the game, it's a sad <laughs> moment, a very very sad moment. And I've I just. I talk to my dad about it all the time. I'm just, I'm like, how 
is Josh Taylor in any close game right now. I, I They could have a 10-run lead, and he comes in, and I, I don't feel that lead safe. And and Bryce kind of falls in that category, too. I just – I, I trust Taylor a lot more than I trust Bryce. Yeah, but still, it's I, I'm scared. And I, th- I think Darwin's uh, – Hernandez has come along a little bit. He's controls a little bit better, but I still think if they, they might need another lefty as the year goes on. Yeah, I don't know if that's Gonsalves that's down in uh, Worcester. I know they're trying to stretch him out a little bit, but, yeah, the, uh, there's a premium on Southpaws right now. I don't know if they're going to be able to find one. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. Um, we were talking about it in the last episode that we have a lot of righties. So, um, uh, the, the next game, uh, th- this one was actually a closer game. Uh, the Red Sox ended up taking the game 4-3. to three. Uh, Devers hits a bomb. That was that was one of those like, yep, that's going to be a home run. But the 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 one that Renfro hit was literally like you could just hear the echo, and you knew it was gone. It was the furthest hit ball. It was the hardest uh, hit ball by a by a member of the Red Sox uh, so far this year. When he swung the bat and, and made contact, it made me think. You guys remember William O'Pena? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was at a game where he absolutely shattered his bat and hit the top of the wall. I mean, <laughs> absolutely demolished it. That, that's what the, the sound of the bat, and that's what it made me think of. It's like how William O'Pena used to just demolish the ball, and it was just an absolute rocket. I was just happy to see see Renfro actually hitting. It's, yeah. It's, it's, he's, it's, it's nice. He's good. He is. He is damn good when he's starting to make contact. What is he hitting over three hundred since the start of the month? He's playing yeah. great defense. I don't think anyone can complain about anything he's done in the field. How about that little flip of the like? Here, here. I'm gonna show oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah. He's just like here. Like, like <laughs> that game could have gone completely different had he not made that catch. That was, that was the first batter of the game. Yep. <laughs> It was the first batter of the game. Uh, Nick Pavetta had a bit of a problem getting batters out. Uh, quality control coach Ramon Vesquez said there was something Pavetta was doing, tipping his pitches. Uh, he played the inning with long sleeves and came back out with short sleeves. Drew, this is what you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Luckily, they caught on to that quick because if he didn't, we were talking about like – we would have to burn what six guys that game pitching yeah. was. He would have would have made it through the second. So he threw thirty pitches in the first after getting two quick outs. But then he absolutely settled in, give you a full six innings, which seemed just inconceivable at the time. Yeah, I sent you I sent you that message. I'm like, Pavetta's got to cut this crap. <laughs> He's got to start going more than five innings. And then like. I turn back around and there he goes throwing. He goes six innings. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm finally happy because of the fact that he went six innings. I'm tired of this five innings crap. Um, you know it's good, but our, our bullpen can't sustain. You know throughout the year, if you're going to just go five innings, they're not going to be able to go. You know, go out and uh, bail your ass out every time. It's just not going to happen, especially when you guys when you got guys like Bryce and Josh Taylor. Yeah, I, I take it back to what I was saying about always pitching from behind and how much how easier pitching is when you're when you when you're ahead and when 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 pitchers struggle to get through five, 
one of the biggest things is is your pitch count's probably elevated, and it just goes back to it, it being so much easier when you're when you're working from a head a head in the count. So, yeah. Well, the thing the thing for this one was the uh, the Red Sox ended up having eight hits, uh, which you know with the the amount of runs that they produced the night before, it's like, eh, you know what? You could have had more, but we had Barnes come in. He ended up saving the game for uh, Pavetta and got the win. Um, who else pitched that day? Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. And Barnes was really effective. He only threw nine pitches to get through that inning. Absolutely. That is really good to see. Yeah, I mean, you had Taylor come in. He couldn't, you know, he, he walked two batters. He had one strikeout. Uh, then Adovino, it, like I said, his slider is so like it, it swoops right across the plate. So he'll go from the right side, right the right side batter box over to the left batter box uh, on that slider, and people just stay off of it. But uh, he gave up one hit, one run, earned run. Uh, he didn't walk anybody. He didn't strike out anybody. And then Barnes has just been balls to the wall this year. And it, it, I love it. I'm loving it. Can't ask any more out of him. It's been now, great. Now, who, if you had a choice, Kembrel or Barnes? Right now? Yes. Wow. I'm going Barnes. I'm going Barnes, too. And he's making, like, what, $12 million less? Right. Did you see Kembrel lately? He doesn't no. look. He doesn't look like himself. He's got long yeah. hair now. He doesn't have a beard. No, I don't have to look at him. <laughs> yeah, it, I'll, I'll shoot. You. Yeah, they were talking about it uh, the other day, and I was just like, "What?" So I had to look it up, and he he has he kind of looks like uh, Dempster, <laughs> Ryan Dempster. Yeah, he kind of. <laughs> you looking it up right now? Yeah, he's weird looking. What the hell? <laughs> I wouldn't even. I, I honestly like if you showed me a picture of him, I wouldn't know who that was. <laughs> I yeah, no, yeah. I would not have known that was him. I saw that picture and I was just just the fact that he doesn't have the beard is shocking. Yeah, it, it's it's extremely shocking. And you know when he does that little arm thing when he's getting ready to pitch, I don't know where he got that from or why he does that. I'm just like I call it the pterodactyl. I don't know why, but uh, I wouldn't have known it if it if I didn't see a picture of him just doing that. Yeah, that, that's a dead giveaway that it's him. But yeah, I, I looked at his picture up too, and oh my god, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have guessed who that was <laughs> without knowing. Nope, not me. 
Not me either. Uh, so today, tonight, we ended up having a – we couldn't sweep them. But you know what? I'll take three or four. I'll take three or four against the Orioles. That's fine. Uh, tonight's game, Martin Perez ended up going five innings. Another – I don't understand why Cora didn't let him go out for the sixth inning. He just had his presser. He said he wanted uh, injuries uh, in to face the righties. So uh, that that's the reasoning he gave. With only set, if it was eighty four pitches, maybe I've been like, all right. But seventy four, I really would have liked to see him go. Uh, are, are, are we going with analytics now, Cora? Come on, man. I, 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 I'm not critical of Cora that much, but there's a few things I am in. I just – I don't know. I, I've never really been a fan of the whole lefty-righty matchup. And, I mean, somebody's pitching well. Keep him out there. Yeah, I feel like Martin Perez would have uh, – he would have done a little bit better than Andres did. Not knocking Andres. He had a bad game. That, you know, he's allowed it. He's been pitching pretty damn good lately. Um, it's like if Barnes comes in and he gives up a couple runs, it's going to happen. We can't expect all these guys to be perfect and whatnot. Not going to sit here and crap all over these guys just because they gave up some runs. And I mean, it could have been a different outcome, too. I mean, he let up that bomb right off the bat. But once Xander makes that a bloop swan bloop dive, of, wow. I don't know what the hell that was. That yeah. just changed everything. And you saw injuries lose confidence. And, you know, he might have got through that end and clean otherwise. Yeah, and that well, bobble was crazy. Mm-hmm. 44 pitches in two innings. I, I just looked that up. Wow. Yeah. You can't expect him, you know, to have the confidence when you see one of the best shortstops in all of baseball bobble of play. I, like I said earlier, I really wish that Devers would have like dove and caught that ball. Like yeah. after that, I, that would have been insane. That would have been crazy. And then we came back and won it. That would have been even crazier. <laughs> But um, this game, unfortunately, uh, actually neither one of the starters ended up winning the game, which they both were pretty damn good. Yeah, that Orioles starter came out the uh, came out the jump, just absolutely firing. I, I was on baseball stuff at the same time, and I mean, he had every single top velocity as long as he was in the game. I think it was routinely ninety seven, ninety eight. So I I don't think we'd ever seen that from him before. No, nah, I was uh, I was reading something by Alex Spears. Um, hold on, what did he say? I'm trying to find it right now. Actually, he was talking about how George Lopez or Jorge Lopez. Um, where are you? I'm trying to find it right now. Yeah, he was talking about how like Lopez, he's really good in the first like any year, like first time through the lineup, and then the second time through the lineup, the OPS just goes like skyrockets. Imagine being Tanner Scott throwing a third of an inning, getting the win. <laughs> he would get through five pitches, and he got the win. <laughs> All fastballs. That's a good day of work right there. Absolutely. That's a raise. <laughs> I can't I can't find the tweet that Spears was talking about. Um I think he actually ended up uh, uh that's what it was. He tweeted it at uh Pete Abrams. 
So I can't find it right now. But they ended up posting it on Nesson talking about it as well. And basically what it was is like the first time through the lineup, he's lights out and he'll he'll get the guys out and whatnot. But the second time through the lineup, they'll end up, you know, hitting them pretty hard. And I think that's why they ended up taking him out. I think it was the third time through the lineup, uh, right in the, the fifth inning. Like he went five innings. So they took him out because it was going to be the third time through and whatever. I mean, I think there's way too many people who are like, Oh, the third time through, we're going to just, you know, we're not going to let you see them the third time through. And that ended up working out so well for the Tampa Bay Rays last year. <laughs> Yeah, Lopez was five and two thirds. They took him out. Yeah, not because that's that'd be Tanner Scott Scott's third of an inning. <laughs> uh, so, Andrew, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, some prospects uh, down in the farm. Uh, we all know about Tanner Houck. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some news saying that he's been shut down um, for the time being. Can you give us a little bit of news on that? Yeah, he's got the flexor muscle that's sore right now. Um, they just keep repeating the phrase, you know, out of an abundance of caution. And I do believe that's what it is. Uh, they realize it's a long season, and they know they're going to need him, you know, when the weather starts really getting warm in July. So you just you can't risk losing him, especially with Seabold also on the shelf right now with the elbow inflammation, which they also said isn't too serious. So I think they're really, really just kind of bubble wrapping these guys and saving them for when we need them the most because not only are they your only reinforcements, um, if they want to do something really bold at the trade deadline, those are also some of your biggest uh, chips as well. Uh, I I would be devastated if they were trading uh, Hauk. Oh, I doubt they would. I'm just saying he's just that kind of uh, pedigree in the system right now. He's your best pitching prospect. We we need to keep Hauk. We've we haven't produced any type of pitching since nope. what Lester. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Every single starter, you know, has ended up being a reliever. You look at Workman. You look at uh, Barnes. <laughs> they they have not been successful with developing any sort of arm lately, even, you know, taking him in the first round. We saw with Trey Ball, he flamed out instantly, and that was the seventh overall pick. Uh, They need to do a better job of it, and the past regimes have not done that whatsoever. Even if you go back to, like, Clay Buckles. Yeah. The worst thing that could happen to him is throw a no-hitter. I know it's it's tough to say because he he has a no-hitter, but everybody thought he was God's gift after that no-hitter, and he he wasn't ready. (laughs) No. Yeah, what an up and down career for him. I just, I don't know what their program looks like down in the lower minors, but something is not clicking um, when it comes to developing these guys to be, you know, middle of the rotation pieces. Now, Workman started off as a uh, starter when he got called up, right? Who was that? Workman. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, he was a starter in 2013, wasn't he? For a little bit. Yes, because he got that at bat in the World Series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't long lived, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember when he ended up becoming a uh, a relief pitcher. I mean, the same thing ended up happening with Joe Kelly. I mean, I know he didn't come up through uh, the Red Sox organization, but he came to the Red Sox as a starter, and then he ended up as a reliever. And look at a guy like Papelbon too, another starter. You know they. 
thought he could be a three, ended up obviously having a great career for them, but it was also in the back end of the bullpen. It, it's just, it's been a trend since, uh, like you said, Lester. Daniel Bard's another one. Yeah, that was a, that, that was a weird situation. <laughs> in all honesty, out of everything that Bobby Valentine did in 2012, I agreed with the fact that I agreed with him that Bard was not a starter. Yeah, but he wanted the he wanted starter money. That was the thing. His contract was coming up, and well, he ended up costing himself a hell of a lot more money than he earned. Yep, and then he had to retire for a little while too. So like that ended up sucking. It, mm-hmm. Was it only three years? I thought it was. It more? I'm pretty sure it was more. Oh man, I have to. It could have been. I think it was like six. Jesus, that's insane. Yeah, it's good he managed to come back. Oh my god, was it really that long? Wow. So 2013 in Boston, 2020 in Colorado. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, and then he went to uh, where was it? He went to he went to the Texas Rangers. He he was in the minor system and like double A or triple A, and his ERA was like over a hundred. <laughs> Is that why baseball reference isn't showing it? They're just <laughs> they're doing them a solid here. It's like, hey, well, don't worry, we'll hide these. Yeah, it was oh, hold on. Here, here's his minors. Texas. Yeah, his ERA was ninety nine point nine nine. Wow. <laughs> That's so, not great. Not, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And then in 2017, he was with the St. Louis Cardinals. And the New York Mets double uh, A teams, and he had a thirteen fifty ERA, and in two thousand sixteen he had a twenty four ERA. I don't even remember being in the minors for those teams. I don't remember. I remember. His name. I remember the Texas Rangers because I remember one of my buddies ended up messaging me. He was like, "Dude, you got to see this!" And like, I think he took a screenshot of it, and it was like his ERA at one point was like over a hundred. And yeah, I couldn't imagine that. And then and now his ERA is 99 um, mm-hmm. for 2014 with the Texas Rangers double uh, A affiliate. That's crazy. I think it was a single A actually. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he, I, I'm glad he raided the ship. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that he's back. And the beginning of the year last year, I was actually questioning. I was like, Whatever happened to Daniel Bard? And I was writing, a, I was getting ready to write an article about it. And I was just like, I was like, I can't, you know, for the life of me, I don't know what happened to Daniel Bard, where he is or what he's doing. I really hope he comes back. And then, like, as I'm finishing this article up, they're like, Daniel Bard's making his return. And I'm just like, really? What's going on? And because it was with Colorado, they signed him with a minor league deal. I was like, oh, oh snap, I can go see him at Hartford. And then they immediately brought him up to the majors, and I was just like, so. uh, Back to talking about prospects and guys down on the farm system. Jaron Duran. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, got any news on him? And he got off to the slowest of slow starts, but since then he's really turned on. He's hit a absolute bomb. And if you can go online and find any clips of him uh, base running, it was great. He scored from first on a little league play the other day, which he had everyone just trying to catch up to him and they couldn't. So his speed right now is definitely his best asset. Still trying to, you know, figure out defense and all that. That's going to come with reps. You, You can't, you can't practice those in uh, just the alt site. You do need game in, game out, you know, experience on that. So that's a big thing for him. No, all the people on Twitter that just want to call him up immediately. It's like, you don't want to ruin this kid. <laughs> like we have a really good opportunity that if Renfro keeps this up and you can platoon the hell out of left field, this is a this is going to be a great outfield, and we can really do some fun stuff with the lineup. So let him develop, let him continue to rake down to Worcester, get his feet underneath them, and if whoever gets a chance to go down to Worcester, you're, you're going to see some exciting young players that the Red Sox have coming up. Well, the, the thing with Duran that, that also is people were calling for him to get brought up before Worcester even started their season. <laughs> you're not going to bring a guy up who has no game action. You're not going to just go by inter-squad games or simulated games. Let this guy get his feet wet and actually play in some meaningful games before we talk about bringing him up. It's crazy how many people are just like, like you guys are saying, we need to bring Duran up. And they don't understand he hasn't played in the outfield. This is the first full year that he's going to get playing in the outfield. I mean, how many times has he played in the outfield for double A? A handful, Max. Yeah, a handful. And, and this- you, can't, you can't can't take you can't think that the alternate site is actually getting t- um, playing time because you're playing against your your own team. Yeah, yeah you're facing the outfield. Room over and over and over again. It's like, come on. Like, you're obviously going to do well when you see the same guy, you know, 10 times in two days. And this is the first um, stateside competition he has faced with his new swing. He went down to the uh, Caribbean League, got off to a slow start, then turned it on in the playoffs. But he needs he needs the reps. There's just no other way of putting it. And Bloom said it best. He got asked when we'd see him. He'll, he said, Duran will let us know, but based on his performance, when we'll see him. So right. that that's a guy that is just – he's not even thinking about it right now, about bringing him up. He's not, The Red Sox don't care about fair pressure. That's, that's for sure. I'm hoping not. Cause I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm the opposite of all these people that want to see Duran come up. But I, like, I want to see him come up at some point. <laughs> and I think that late August, early September is when we're going to see him. That'd be perfect. Barring injuries. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see any of the guys going down and whatnot. Now, question question for both of you guys. There's been a lot of talk about sending Franchi down and how, you know, this guy sucks, that guy sucks. Um, need to send him down. What are your thoughts on Franchi? Yeah, I, I, I'd be I'd be for it, my own opinion. I, I'd just let him go down and get some work down there and, and see what we can get out of him because whatever's happening in Boston right now is not working. 
Yeah, he needs another guy that needs the reps. What does he only have? Ninety games of pro experience right, right now. Yeah, exactly. You got to get him and playing at least six days a week down there, getting four bats day in and day out. It would be great for him. I'm not too sure how we shuffle the roster. I think that's more of a thing for when Danny Santana shows a little bit more. Obviously, coming up tomorrow to Worcester, um, if he hits the ground running and shows no ill effects of the double foot infection or whatever he had this, you might be able to maneuver, maneuver some pieces around and get Franchi the development he needs in a good staff, which the Red Sox, they have shown that they can develop positional players really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for Franchi. I think that Franchi needs some time down at triple a, maybe even double a, whatever's going to give him the most reps. Um, I just, I, I want. I mean, the other day he ended up getting the uh, getting the call like last minute. Hey, you're going in and you're running for Kike. And what did he do? He had he went like three for four or something like that. Yeah, and he had the game winning hit. You know, he caused a little dribbler. Yeah, exactly. Speed put the pressure on, and that's. I mean, got him a win. <laughs> and he I seems just, like a good guy too. It's not like he's a dick, right? Like he, you know, he so, clearly so, is affected by this. He's, yeah, he doesn't want to suck. So I got a question, and this is this is going to be kind of weird. You know what? And actually, I'm not going to ask it because I think it's going to come <laughs> off like a dick. And, and I, I, feel, I, I'll talk to you guys about it after we're done recording. Because I don't know how to say it without sounding like a dick. Um, <laughs> what about Jeter Downs? Um, he pretty much the same story as Duran. He uh, hitless the first two games, and now he's really come around. Uh, had a couple issues in the field, um, but he the bat's showing up. Uh, I think he's got some like three doubles already, which is great to see. So uh, he's another guy. You don't know how these this year off without having competition is going to affect these players. And, you know, if he's going to hit 280 for you, this is a major, major piece. You're looking at potentially the second baseman of the future. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I'll just piggyback what was just said in the same thing about Duran. He just, he needs, he needs more reps, um, you know, barring any injury where we'd be forced to come up, just, you know, let him develop and, um, Later on down the road in the summer, see what uh, see what happens. Now I don't see uh, Downs coming up um, that soon because we have our ooze, and we also have Chavis that can play that, that both play the infield positions, and so that 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 one is probably not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, he's got no pressure on him to develop. They don't need him to be up right. here. I'd, I'd rather see our ooze up here, anyways, and just right. let him be on his own clock. Yeah, unlike Duran, I mean, like you got that kind of like, all right, kid, you you, you need to hurry up. You need to get this stuff together, but we're not going to call you up until you got it together. Uh, but uh, what and about Duran's sneaky old too? You know, he's twenty four. Yeah, and Downs is only twenty two. So they they're on a whole different kind of skill right now. So weird to hear somebody say that twenty four is. I, I know exactly. <laughs> it's I like wow, to be twenty four right now. <laughs> oh, I would too. <laughs> uh, what about Roberto Jimenez? Um, I haven't seen too much of him. He, I don't. He had a crazy, ridiculous highlight in the first game where he beat out a routine ground ball to second base, <laughs> and. 
he was timed at I think three point seven going down first base, and three point nine is an eighty on the eighty scale. So uh, anytime you can beat the eighty scale, that's that's a really freaky game changing speed. So if he starts driving the ball like he showed in instructionals, they got a player. Yeah, it's always good to see you know plays like that you know develop and, and see what they got. But yeah, I think the ceiling is very very high for him. Now we were talking about this in the previous episode. Now just imagine this: you have Jaron Duran, Roberto Jimenez, and Alex Verdugo out in the outfield, and then Alex Verdugo is the slowest one. <laughs> Does he catch any balls out there, or do these other guys just cut him off every single time? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know who plays center. I don't know who plays right. I, I, yeah, I, Jimenez has a really good arm, so he he's your he might be a right fielder. That's crazy. Verdugo's got a good arm too. Yeah, it's true. So, and I I haven't seen what Duran's playing with. Uh, any other uh, prospects that we should be keeping an eye out on? Um, Connor Wong has gotten a lot of playing time lately. Uh, yesterday he was playing second. It did not go well. Um, I think he had three errors in the game. So they're they're experimenting with him. That's his whole kind of thing. It's a catcher with versatility. But the more he can do, you know, the better your chance of coming up. Um, Another guy, Ronaldo Hernandez, who came over in the absolute highway robbery of the Chris Maza and Jeffrey Springs deal. Uh, he had a couple hits in his first game. That was good. And Jason Rosario, uh, the kind of light-hitting, really quick, good defensive player, outfielder that came over in the Mitch Moreland uh, trade with San Diego last year. He's actually gone off to really start. He's in 375. Um, dope over in Portland, that could be a really nice piece. And I mean, obviously these guys are not all going to be on the Red Sox. So whatever they can do to build up their trade stature, I mean, that's, that's, that's big. This could really help at the deadline. Like, you know, we talked about needing a lefty and if there are some teams that want to shed some payroll, cause they know they're out of it. Uh, you're looking at some of the guys, you know, in the 10 to 15 to 15 to 20 range of the prospects that they can move. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually uh, looking at the uh, the Portland Sea Dogs roster. That Rosario is who who I'm high on. I'm I'm very anxious to 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 follow him through. And do we have anything on Winchowski? I know he Winchowski, he had a he had a rain out the other day when he was supposed to start. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's gone yet. I actually would be interested to see. Uh, looks like he's got a whip of 1.5 in three and a third innings, uh, struck out four, walked four. So uh, he's another guy. I think he's coming off uh, injury. So um, another guy that's trying to build back up that they've, you know, admittedly, admittedly been high on, and they knew they could get – they wanted him, but he was on the Blue Jays. They obviously weren't going to get him from them, and then once he was moved to the Mets, that's when they swung that uh, Benintendi-Khalil Lee deal. And what about Tristan Cassis? I was just looking uh, at him. Yeah, he's he's also gone off to a slow start. Um, I know he had a few strikeouts the other day. Some There were some comments about him not – getting into his crouch like he had been doing um, in the batter's box. So I don't know if he's just working through some things. He was another guy that had a weird spring. We, he had that 
random um, that medical red flag that no one really knew what would happen. He was up at Boston Medical Center or wherever. So it might take him a little bit to get going. Well, I'm hoping he's playing tomorrow. Oh, I imagine he would be. <laughs> uh, so he's a corner uh, guy, right? First and third, he's a corner guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a first. He's a corner dude. He's a uh, he's a Chavis Dalbeck kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, um, so before we end up ending the episode, uh, there was one more thing that I wanted to talk about, and we talk about versatility and whatnot. The other day we saw Vasquez playing. I believe was it second base. Wasn't he at first? Was he at second or first? I think he, he was played, at second, wasn't he? I think he played second and first oh, okay. at, at, at some point in the uh, in the series. I could be wrong. And that's you know that's it's not out of the realm. <laughs> no, I think he played second when they had that little flare to right field that ended up being the game deciding hit. Yeah, he he played first base. That's what I thought it was. It was first base. And then Dobek moved over to third base. Hmm. And for some reason, they had Cordero pinch hit for Devers. I don't know. But uh, so, that's weird. So speaking of like uh, versatility, how do we like Vasquez being able to play the uh, – we saw him at second base. Was it last year or the year before? What, what what game did he, he we say he played first base in? Was that that the uh, the Detroit game? That, no, this was this series he played. Okay. Where is it? I just had it. Because it the, the six five lost to Detroit in ten innings, he played second base. Okay, that's the one I was talking. Okay. about. yeah, 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 yeah. The one, uh, the the Garrett Richards uh, game, he played first base. Yeah, because he was out and. I mean, ideally, he'd have a deeper bench where he can get his rest. But in yeah, a pinch, it's out. it's great to have that ability, you know. I'm not I'm not extremely thrilled with it. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> it, you know, especially when you got like a Chavis, a Dolbeck, Marwin Gonzalez. All three of those guys can play first. Uh, so that right there, I would rather have one of those guys play instead of like maybe Vasquez playing because. I don't know, man. Seeing Plawecki play, uh, being the catcher lately has been uh, not amazing. He hasn't been playing like he was last year. So, uh, when, he, when he tries to throw runners out, it's like that ball takes forever to get there. And he's got no pop. Time and everything <laughs> is good until the ball comes out of his hand, and it's just like a yawner. It's like, is it ever going to get there? <laughs> Yeah, it's been kind of it's been this year it's been kind of like they're throwing the ball to center field and it's not cool. I don't like seeing that. <laughs> so, I if you guys don't have anything else that's uh any other news or anything that you'd like to talk about. I think we kind of covered the majors right there. Yeah, we did. Pretty much. Uh but uh Andrew as always, it's a blast having you on. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. Hold on one second, because I, I want to finish telling you guys what I wanted to say uh, before you leave. Uh, Ryan, as always, it's a pleasure having you on. Everybody out there, please make sure to follow us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com backslash pesky report. We're also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com backslash pesky report. And we're also on Instagram at pesky report. 
go follow us, go like us, leave comments, uh, make sure to leave a review for our podcast on Apple or iTunes, whichever you're listening. They're the same thing. I'm not an Apple person. So uh, go leave us a review, leave us a comment, tell us how we're doing. All right, everyone, have a great night or morning, whatever it is. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 